Welcome to the Becoming Titans podcast. I'm Russ Yeager, founder and CEO of Body Transformation University. I help busy business owners and executives get a beach-ready body without killing themselves in the gym hours every day, giving up the foods they love, or taking away time from their family or business. I believe putting your health first is the most important thing you can do to propel your business and financial success, ignite passion in your relationships, and to live a happier, more fulfilled life. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing inspirational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Welcome to today's edition of Becoming Titans. I am super pumped for our guest today. He is a former reserve college basketball player to NBA starter for the Dallas Mavericks and Utah Jazz. He's a world-renowned, elite, motivational speaker, speaks all over the world. He's got coaching programs. He has books. He has all kinds of things. He's helping make an impact in the world, and he is a 6'5 powerhouse of a man. Welcome, Walter Bond. How are you today? Fantastic, Russ. Thanks for having me, man. This is a treat. This is a treat. Awesome, brother. It's, it's a treat for me, man. When I, I can tell when there's just like the energy coming through the, uh, you know, through the phone here and I can feel it with you, man, not just the size, but your, your heart, your, your, you know, your mind, everything. So tell us, you know, tell us, I, I want to hear, how did you, I mean, you're obviously a tall guy like me, so you, you played basketball, but you know, we were chatting before, you know, I made it to the, to the high school level and, and, you know, got recruited by some smaller schools, decided not to do it. I mean, to go to play in college, you know, is, is a whole nother thing. And then to go to the NBA and start, like, how did you um, have that drive? Did you have the, did you have a, just a lot of talent or, or was it more, you know, work ethic or what, what drove you to, to go that far with it? Cause most people don't. Yeah. All of the above Russ, you know, I was very fortunate to be born into a sports family, to be honest. My uncle, I was named after played major league baseball. My sister played college ball and won two championships. My dad's in the hall of fame of his college. And so I just grew up in a very sports heavy family. And at a young age, sports just came easy. Um, but what I learned is that I just love to compete. I love to, to, to win. And the first team I ever played on, we didn't win a game. Right? So we, it was a baseball team. I was eight years old. It was my first time playing organized sports. And the Eagles, we did not win one game. And honestly, it was a great experience because I made up my mind to never lose again. And any team I'm on, I want to win. So early on in my sports career at eight years old, it really defined my future because now – I'm focused on helping companies win, associations win, individuals win, entrepreneurs win. As far as I'm concerned, if I'm on your team, my job is to help us win. I love it. I love it. So how important, let me ask you this, how important do you think it is? How important did your athletic background, how much is that helping you in the business world? You know, I see everything through my sports lens first, right? And that's how I just kind of interpret the world. And I encourage everyone listening, use your background. You know, you might have been an engineer. You know, you might have been in the marching band. You might have come from, you know, another industry. Use your background to interpret what's going on and then convert it to your new industry. So to your question, Russ, 
I run everything through my sports computer first and then make it make sense for corporate America because at my heart, I'm an athlete and that's how I make this whole world make sense. Uh, but I've been able to learn a new language, to be honest with you. You know, when you're in front of a corporate audience or an association, there's a lot of people I speak to who don't understand sports. And a lot of people, after they hear me, they're impressed because they say to themselves, you know, I didn't want to come because I thought you were going to be talking sports all day. The truth is what I learned through sports was teamwork and excellence. You know, those are the two things I, I learned on my way to the NBA. You know, in high school, you had to get to the next level, which was Division One ball. When I was playing Division One ball, I had to get to the next level. And the truth is, I love the title of your program, Becoming Titans, because that's what it's about. It's about becoming. And we live in a world where everyone's busy, busy, busy doing. But what I really preach and advocate and coach is becoming. So anyone listening, I know you're busy. I know you're successful. But what are you becoming? Right. If you're a millionaire, are you becoming a multimillionaire? If you're an average leader, are you becoming a great leader? Are you a, a decent sales rep? But are you becoming a great sales rep? And so my challenge for anybody listening, I don't care who you are today. My focus is what are you becoming? And better yet, if you got a team, what is your team becoming? And that next level is available for all of us if we understand what it takes to become. Dude, that, that's fire, man. My brain is like going, I could go in like 10 different directions there, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep myself focused. So you said teamwork and excellence. Like I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, I, I tried to do it. I don't know about you. I tried to do it on my own a long time, even though I had employees, I wasn't bringing them along with me. You know, the one thing I, the teamwork, the excellence, having that, that standard, that accountability. And then what I've learned is having daily training, you know, which again, there's so many ties to, um, with sports and, and, and business and continuing to train. The other thing I loved you said is, is the becoming part. And I, I appreciate you, you know, recognizing that. I think there's a, a, a false belief, or I know there is, and I used to have it that, you know, once you make it to a certain level in business, you know, financially that, you know, now you're done and, you know, you can retire and go, you know, play golf and, you know, sit on the beach all day. And, you know, I have some friends that have, you know, have hundreds of millions of dollars. I have one that's a billionaire. And he's still pushing as hard as anybody else, because, you know, what you realize is once you, you know, what, what got the habits that get you to that level and the impact you make, you don't want to stop. I mean, you can go sit on, I have some friends. I mean, they, they went and sat on the beach, played golf for about a month, maybe two months, and then they're bored out of their mind. And, and, you know, so you're, you're, and you're also not making impact. You realize too, like when, yeah, making money's great. I'm all about having a nice lifestyle, you know, having the, the cars, we're about to go on a vacation, you know, for the weekend with our kids. Um, but that's, if you're just doing it for the money, it's empty, I, I believe. And, you know, making, if you can help more people, then then I believe you should. So I, I appreciate that, man. No problem. And, and, you know, to your point, you know, we all got to become coaches, you know, so any business leader out there, if you want your team to win, you got to become a better coach. And a lot of times, you know, employers want more out of their people, but your people need more out of you. And when I think about my life, Russ, I'm very indebted to all of my coaches. And I'm indebted to my teachers, my high school principal, my, my college basketball coach, Clem Haskins, you know, my NBA coach, Jerry Sloan, the fourth all-time winningest coach in the history of the NBA. All these men and women, my wife, my wife had a corporate background. So when we got married and I had to transition out of sports, I leaned heavily on her, right? So I always had people around me that helped me become. And so if I'm leading a business, the first person that needs to understand development is you. 
right? Because you're going to rise the tide of the boat, right? And so if you're de- developing, if you're becoming, you're going to take everyone on your team with you. And so if you think about a coach like Nick Saban, I mean, he's Hall of Fame now, but he started a long time ago and he became Nick Saban, right? Dabo Sweeney became Dabo Sweeney. Urban Meyer became Urban Meyer. There's a journey to excellence, right? There's a journey to the championship level and any business leader I get my hands on, I want you to understand you're the coach. You know, our biggest client is Jersey Mike Subs. Peter Cancro, the founder of Jersey Mike Subs, he allowed us to coach him. He bought in and through COVID, they're up 20%. Through COVID, they opened up 200 stores. Through COVID, while every other restaurant's trying to keep their doors open, they started giving money away to Feeding America because why Peter Cancro, the founder of Jersey Mike Subs, was coachable and he allowed me to coach him. He allowed me to coach their franchisees. He allowed me to coach their supervisors. And I'm telling you, coaching has helped me reach my potential. And so right now I am committed to being a business coach because I understand I used to be a C student. Watch this, Russ. This world is dominated by C students. And that's why coaching is so important. And that's why I'm so passionate about team and about coaching is because I'm a former C student. I flunked out of my first high school. I was a college reserve in college who started in the NBA, Russ. So I am convinced that we all have to have great coaches, but we all have to be coachable. And if you work well in the context of your team, trust me, if your team wins, everybody wins. Woo. Again, man, you're blowing my mind. I want, I want to go in 10 different directions, but you said it. I had one of my mentors. I'm going to ask you a question. He, he said, you got to stop being a ball. You got to go from boss to being a remarkable coach. And so that's what for my team. And that's what I think about every single day. Let, let me you've obviously had you're also see a world renowned, amazing business coach. Uh, you've had great coaches in athletics. My, let me let me ask you, do you have you or do you still even have coaches of, of your own that you work with? And do you think that's oh. important for a business owner? Russ, when I got into the training and development space, I had no business background. I went from playing basketball to becoming a motivational speaker. And so I knew nothing about business. And so I got coached all the way. My first coach came into town and he coached us on our brand. And we spent one day with him and he came up with the first brand that we used to really launch our business, which was Mr. Accountability. And at first I had to get my head around how much we had to pay him. I was like, how much? What? I'm not paying a coach this much money. But I didn't realize that my college coach made millions because he was a great coach. Jerry Sloan made millions because he was a great coach. I didn't have to pay him. right? So that was a difference for me. When I left sports and got into business, when I realized I had to pay the coaches, I struggled a little bit. But man, my wife encouraged me. We hired the coach. And I never forget, it was $3,000. And I hummed and hawed and I struggled. But man, when I look back on it, not only did he build the Mr. Accountability brand that launched our business, we made hundreds and thousands of dollars off the Mr. Accountability brand. But coaches can't help but coach. And on our way back to the airport, after we worked on the brand, he asked me a simple question, Russ. He was like, how many sales calls do you make a day? And I was like, um, now I shot 500 shots a day in college to make it to the NBA. So I understand habits and rituals. He asked me that question. He came to help build the brand, but he was a coach. And he was like, how many sales calls a day do you make? And Russ, at that time, I wasn't making any sales calls. And he cursed at me. He was like, what? You're trying to grow a business. You, you want me to help with, with your brand? The most important thing you can do is sell. And what in the blank are you doing all day? 
And he said the word. And it, you know, I, I accepted it because I'm coachable. And I realized that, man, habits and rituals work in basketball, but habits and rituals work in business. So I, call, I started calling 25 people a day, asking them to buy. If you do the math, that's 6,000 people in a year. So by being around this coach, not only did he help us create this amazing brand, he really reminded me or taught me how important it is to build a sales culture inside of a company. And it only cost me three grand. <laughs> so my whole mindset has shifted where literally I was like, $3,000? Is he freaking crazy? Man, I want to talk to Jesus for $3,000, right? I had this whole little thing going. But looking back on it as I matured as a business owner, I'm like, dude, that was a bargain. That was a steal that for only $3,000, this, this guy helped us build a brand and he helped me understand how important it was to build a sales culture inside of my company. And it only cost it. That is nothing. That's like a freaking drop in the bucket. But I had to grow and mature and understand that now for a long time, I got free coaching to me. Now, the NBA teams had to pay and my university had to pay. But as I, as I got into business, I realized I need coaching too, and I had to pay, but it was just an investment in my development. And hear me clearly, if you go into a bookstore and buy a $20 book, that's not an expense, that's an investment, right? So the question is, to get to your next level, what are you willing to invest in? LeBron James spends a million dollars a year on his body. Smart investment, because every year he plays in the NBA, he's going to generate another $100 million minimum. So why not invest a million dollars? He's 36, 37. He's still playing at a high level because he has invested in his body. That's a great investment. So if you want to get to that next level, okay, when I got to the NBA, I had to hire a personal trainer because that level required a level of coaching that was much higher than I could do on my own. And so a lot of business leaders cap their growth of, on who they're becoming because they're really not understanding how important it is to invest in their development through coaching. I think that answers the, the question on how much Walter believes in coaching, guys. Uh, guys, I hope you are, are getting this. I think so many, I know so many business owners, especially small business owners, I did it, struggle with investing money in, into coaching. I went through the same thing, but I've every time I've invested in a coach, even a, I've had some not great coaches, but I still got something out of it. And then I found some remarkable coaches and it's, you know, doubled, tripled my business. And I've now invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into coaching. I continue to, I have three coaches right now. And, and one of my coaches said, when you invest in yourself, you, you can never lose it. They can never take it away. They can take away your business. They can take away your money. They can't take away what's inside of you. So I hope you guys are getting this. You can there. Yes. You can bang your head against the wall. You can, you know, fail forward and, you know, figure it out on your own. But the shortcut to success is to find a coach. And what I've found, find someone who is doing what you want to do. And if that's if they're doing what you want to do and you're you said it, you're coachable, you got to be coachable and willing to learn, uh, then, then it's going to be the shortcut to success. I love it, man. And Russ, so, let, let me add this in there. Here's the truth. I want everyone to hear me clearly. So it's simple. The only way I made it to the NBA was by mastering the fundamentals of basketball. So every day in practice, our coaches were working with us on mastery. I had to become an NBA quality dribbler right? Ball handling. I had to become an NBA quality jump shooter. I had to become an NBA quality defender, right? I had to become an NBA player 
by mastering the fundamentals. So in business, all coaches do is help you master the fundamentals. So when I go back to my business coach, he helped me master the fundamentals of branding and how to build a personal brand. He also helped me master the fundamentals of selling, which is really habits and rituals and really influencing, right? And so if you believe in your product, if you believe in your service, selling is the engine of any freaking business. And so the first thing you fix in a struggling business is your sales uh, program, right? Because if that's gonna be the engine, who wants a weak engine in a car? The more powerful the engine, the more valuable the car. The more powerful your sales culture is, the more powerful and more valuable your company is going to be. And so we're doing some coaching right now because the truth is there's so many of us that aren't reaching our potential. And the reason is you don't have anybody pushing you. I have a personal trainer right now and there's been some workouts, but I've hated his gut. This, this dude brought out a freaking sled. I'm 52 years old. I'm like, what are you doing? Right? So through the workout, I'm literally cursing them out in my mind. But when the workout was over, I was like, man, I haven't had that kind of workout in like literally 30 years. And this guy is pushing us. My wife and I do it together. He's driving us. But you know what? I got on the scale the other day and I like it. I'm watching my stomach shrink, right? And so I love the result. And so coach's job is to push you, make you a little bit uncomfortable, stretch you a little bit. But let me tell you something. You should always have a love-hate with your coach. You should always have a love-hate. And that love or that result is always going to outpace the hate because the hate is they're driving you to get out your comfort zone. They're pushing you to become somebody different. And watch this. They're going to help you transform your body, your mind, and your soul. Memorial Day weekend, I went to go visit my college basketball coach. And Russ, I was an emotional wreck. My wife had to drive the car because I wanted to just go say thank you. Not only did this man, Clem Haskins, help me become, listen to the word, he helped me transform and become an NBA ball player who didn't even start in college. When I left the University of Minnesota, he was like, son, you should be a motivational speaker. Now I'm a, a Hall of Fame award-winning motivational speaker. From 18 years old to 52 years old, this man is still blessing me because he's helped me become, and that's what coaches do. Incredible, incredible. Man, Walter, There's, I knew this was going to happen. We're, we're over time. There's about 10 more questions I want to ask you. I could go another two hours, uh, but I am going to, even though we're over time, and ask you one more question because I know you're going to have some, some fire uh, for an answer. So, if you could go back and tell, give your 18-year-old self uh, some advice in terms of, of, you know, starting your business, what would you tell yourself? Um, fundamentals. Just master the fundamentals from day one. Just keep drilling fundamentals. And I'm telling you, there's fundamentals of leadership. And there's fun- I got something special for my audience today. There's fundamentals of teamwork. You know, a lot of, a lot of business leaders have no clue how to build a team. And so as a result, they have a building full of random individuals. That's not a team. You know, people worry about the, the you know, USA basketball and why they losing to France and, and, and Nigeria. Here's the truth. France and Nigeria just had a better team. Maybe not better players, but better team. Hear me clearly. Success is a team sport. And if I'm a business owner, the first thing I would really tell myself back in the day is a master of fundamentals and really focus on building a high performing team. And that's what it's all about. And a high performing team is made up of impact players all playing their role, but working together in harmony. That's the only way you're going to reach your potential. You don't necessarily have to have the best players on your team, but you need to have the right players that buy into your core values 
that believe in the way. Great companies have a way. Chick-fil-A has a way. Okay, I live in Minneapolis. Target has a way. You will never find a great organization that doesn't have clearly, clearly defined core values that everyone buys into, everyone believes in, and everyone adheres to, right? And so if you have high turnover, if you have apathy, if you have people who are bad fits, that's your fault, Mr. Leader. That's your fault. You're the freaking coach. It's your job to build the team, right? And if your team is underperforming in sports, the coach is the first one that gets fired. So if you need to fire yourself, fire yourself and go somewhere and get coached up so you can learn how to be a better coach. Because the truth is, in order to build a championship level team, you needed Michael Jordan. You needed Scottie Pippen. You needed Phil Jackson. You needed Steve Kerr. You need every piece of that puzzle to fit together in harmony. And so actually mastering the fundamentals and really mastering how to build a team to me is the number one and mastering fundamentals and building a team is really all that a really a smart business leader should be focused on. Man, incredible, powerful, powerful. I'm going to ask one more bonus question if you're up for it, because I don't want to waste this opportunity. You up for it? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Okay. So if, so what would you say to a business owner who through COVID is feeling, you know, beat up, defeated, um, you know, like, like there's no hope, um, at this point, but they know they want to succeed. They're just, they're just feeling like they've gotten, you know, punched in the face. Well, my, my comment first would be man up, woman up. Cause you're the coach, right? You're going to drive the attitude of the team. Every team going to conform to the personality of the coach. So if you're, if you're frustrated and downtrodden, your energy is going to be transposed to your team. But if you're optimistic and energetic and confident, that's going to be transposed to your team. Here's the truth, uh, Russ. Let's get right down to the chase. And this gets into what I want to do for your audience today. In sports, we get immediate feedback on whether our team is good or not. You know, NFL is getting ready. This fall, right, we're going to know whether or not our team is good, right? About two or three weeks or four weeks in, your team might be 4-0, and you can say, man, we're really good this year. Your team is 0-4, right? (laughs) Our team's not good. But in business, how do you know how good your team is? You know, you don't get that immediate feedback sometimes like you do in sports. And there's a lot of business leaders leading mediocre teams, and they don't even know that they're leading a mediocre team. They've accepted mediocrity. And that's what frustrates me, because you're going to watch a, a, the Dallas Cowboys or the, or the Minnesota Timberwolves, and you got an opinion that they're not good or they suck or they're bad. And the truth is, who's to say your team is not mediocre? Right. So we created an assessment. It's called a diagnostic. And I'm going to give it to you guys. And I just want you guys to honestly assess your team. I don't want the sugar-coated, grandiose mentality because it might hurt your own ego. I want you to give true, honest answers so you can understand how good your team really is. Because if you don't acknowledge how good your team is, you have no motivation to go and fix it. Right. And so in sports, I'm telling you, when a team is bad, the coach gets fired. The coach knows he's going to get fired. The fans expect them to get fired. But in business, you're the leader. You're the coach. And sometimes you got to fire yourself. The attitude, the mindset, the mentality, and get rid of the old coach and hire the new coach, which is you. But we have to develop you into becoming a better coach. So I'm going to put a diagnostic into, um, into the chat. 
It'll take you 10 minutes. I just ask everyone to fill out this free diagnostic so you can get some real feedback about your team. We've done this with banks. Uh, we have a big casino in Oklahoma we work with. We're taking all of their managers through our teamwork training because a lot of these managers were frontline employees. They busted their butt. They got promoted, but they had no idea that now in this leadership position, they had no clue how to build a team. I mean, there's so many fundamentals that goes on into building a high-performing team. And I'm telling you, when I left Sports Rest, this is my final comment. When I left the NBA, all we talked about was teamwork. You, you, didn't, you didn't talk leadership because we were all grown men with wives and kids. You don't, I don't need a leader. I'm grown. But what we focused on was teamwork. When I got into corporate America and going to these conferences, everything was leadership, executive presence, how to own the room, right? Dress for success. And it was so selfish and self-centered around the leader. Hear me clearly. Don't make leadership about you. Delayer your organization and focus on teamwork because teamwork is about us. Michael Jordan added value to Phil Jackson, but Phil Jackson added value to Michael Jordan. Tom Brady added value to Bill Belichick, but Bill Belichick added value to Tom Brady. That's what teamwork is all about. Delay your organization and stop thinking leadership and start thinking teamwork. And the first thing we want to help you do is diagnose your team to figure out how good is your team at communicating, accountability, trust, chemistry, common goals. Most organizations don't even have a common goal. So you got people coming to work and they're just going through the motions, watching the clock because they don't know where they're going. What is the goal? Are we trying to win a championship? So what is your championship? Is it $5 million? Is it $10 million? We're working with a small company out of California. They did $7 million. And I asked the leader in our first teamwork training, I said, man, what's the championship like for this company? He goes, honestly, I've never said this publicly. It's always been in my head, but I want to be a $10 million company. Man, all of his employees, Russ, they all looked around like, Wow. You could just feel the energy in the room just by the head coach saying, you know what? The goal is no longer 7 million. The new goal is 10 million, right? So now they understand all their work, all their activity, all their energy is focused on getting to 10 million. Instantly, our first session, their entire organization was energized by simply executing one simple fundamental of setting a goal and making sure that everyone on the team knows the goal, buys the goal, and understands their role in achieving the goal. In the next year, we're going to easily get this team probably to 12 million because we always outperform what our clients want. So we got a bank who wanted to do 2 million in loans for the year, and we helped them to get to 2 million in loans in one quarter. They didn't realize how more effective and productive they can be by merely becoming a better team. I hope you guys are taking notes. I hope you guys are listening. You literally today got a business university um, education from Walter. Unbelievable. I'm going to go back and listen to it. You guys listened to it multiple times. He has dropped so much incredible knowledge, incredible practical steps into building a successful company, successful organization. Uh, I fired myself. I still fire myself at least every uh, other week. And then I rehire myself because I don't have anybody to replace me yet. But uh, unbelievably powerful, man. I can't thank you enough. That's an incredible gift. Let's give, so the assessment, you guys be sure to take the assessment. Let's get the, the uh, link verbally one time, just in case somebody's listening without the uh, video. Okay, so it's at our website, 
www.youriteam.com. You'll see it right there in the first banner. It's a diagnostic. I put it in the chat. But if you go to www.youriteam.com, you'll see the diagnostic um, link. It takes 10 minutes. And I would, I would encourage the leader and the leadership team to take it. I know how big some of your organizations are, but, you know, sometimes you need to have different perspectives. And we've worked with clients where the leader was grandiose and, hey, man, our communication is great and our trust is great. And he gave his team tens across the board. But then we talked to the VPs and we talked to some of the managers and they were like, dude, this dude is living in the fantasy world because it was all about his ego. Right. The other guys were like, man, two, don't trust. Right? Three on accountability. And when we got done with the session, the leader was so dejected because he was out of touch. I mean, he had he was completely out of touch with what everybody else was thinking because of his own ego. And the, the, the beauty of it, we kept in touch with them. We kept coaching them and they got better. They got to some real communication. They got some, to some truth and some honesty and for real, until you build trust within your leadership team, you're never going to reach your potential, right? Because trust, and we got six traits of a high-performing team, but trust is a big one. You know, I got to be able to trust you, right? Not only with your skill and delivery, I got to trust your motives. I mean, there's a lot that goes into trust. And trust me, in the NBA, I knew the difference between a guy scoring 40 because he was trying to win versus a guy scoring 40 because it's time for him to get a new contract. Right. Fans don't know the difference, but I knew the difference. And I really appreciated that guy who scored 40 because he's trying to win way more than I knew that other teammate who wanted to score 40. But all he cared about was his personal accolades and his personal situation. So bottom line, my final comment, when you're on a great team, every individual needs to sacrifice their own individual agenda for the greater good of the team. But the good news is when you win a championship, everybody wins. And this, this client who, who we're gonna take from seven to 12 million, he had a bonus structure. So every teammate knew like, wow, if we get to 10 million, oh my God, I'm gonna make so much more money. So now everybody's energized and focused and they all have what I call shared fate, which means they're all pushing for the same goal because if we all hit this goal together, we all win, not just the owner, right? Not just the president, not just the CEO. No, we hit this number, we all get to win, right? You think, think about a guy like Steve Kerr. He won a championship on a championship team, and now he's an NBA coach. If he's not on that Chicago Bulls team and won a championship, he may not have gotten the opportunity to become the NBA coach, right? So when you win big in business, typically you need to set up your organization, with incentives, so everybody wins, right? So there's so many fundamentals that we're able to teach our clients on how to build a high-performing team. And typically, Russ, they're just looking at us like, wow, that was so simple, we never thought of it. We never thought, fundamentals, dude, fundamentals. Fundamentals rule the world. And the only way you're gonna reach your potential as a team is to make sure your entire team is fundamentally sound, your entire team knows all your core values and your entire team is completely aligned and bought it. 
Again, guys, you got a freaking masterclass today from Walter. Be sure to get the assessment. Be sure to follow him on social media. Um, I know you guys got as much as I did out of the uh, conversation today. And uh, I know you enjoyed it. So definitely share it you know, with your friends. Again, Walter, I can't thank you enough, brother. Just freaking, freaking amazing information. I'm going to go back literally and listen probably five times uh, for myself. So share the program, follow Walter, give him some love, get the assessment. I will see you guys on the next episode of Becoming Titans. Rush Yeager here. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming Titans podcast. If you're a successful business owner, entrepreneur, or executive, consider your company as having a true purpose and would like to be a guest on this program, please visit rushyeager.com forward slash apply. And hey, if you got value out of the interview today, I'd be so grateful if you simply would share it on your favorite social media platform. And if you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, tag them on social media to let them know about it and include hashtag becoming titans. I love seeing you guys' posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content, so to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and really mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more about what I do, go to rushyeager.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, all under my name. Thanks again for listening. Have an awesome day, and we'll see you next time.